Hi there, and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm Jan M. Flynn, a novelist, short story writer, blogger, and fellow overthinker. When you've had enough of the voices in your head, I invite you to take a short break by listening to the ones in mine. This week's episode, How Do We Be Happy in Times Like These? Can we? And even should we? In this third spring of the pandemic, we're only just emerging, or we hope, into some semblance of our old freedoms. And we're just getting our heads around the staggering collateral damage. Not only all the people who have died and who are still grieving, but all the burned-out teachers, the mental health epidemic among school-aged kids, older adults in assisted living facilities who may never recover the cognitive ground that they lost during those long stretches of isolation, and then a new crowd of miseries pounds at the door of our awareness. We're watching in horror as atrocities mount against Ukrainian civilians, mothers and children trying to flee to safety being gunned down or shelled into oblivion, the mass grave in Bucha, the tortured and executed bodies strewn in the streets, the nightmare of the previous war in Europe recurring with sickening intensity 77 years later. All that confronts us with an existential crisis. It's both personal and global. How do we make any sense of such wholesale determined cruelty? And who is it who designs weapons that are so clearly directed at innocence, like the time-released landmines found near Kharkiv? Why can't humanity, with all of our access to history, knowledge, and technological wizardry, recognize and then shed the worst of our nature, once and for all? And things aren't so great closer to home— Inflation, soaring gas prices, a looming midterm election that promises to further stretch the yawning chasm between Americans. There's no end in sight to the gun violence that recently killed six people and injured a dozen others in Sacramento. And then there was the appalling recent spectacle of a crowd of powerful white men savaging a courteous, dignified, and highly qualified black woman during her hearings for her Supreme Court nomination— leveling absurd accusations at her, while she maintained her composure in the face of their base-baiting vitriol. The chronic dismay is exhausting. So, again, can we still be happy? Should we? I will confess that my sense of us as a species that, while flawed, over time tends toward a better, more enlightened version of itself, has taken a series of body blows— the past six years in particular, have challenged my assumption of human progress. Maybe we've always been a collection of easily fractionated tribes, a basically territorial, hierarchical bunch of higher primates who sometimes are capable of accumulating a veneer of civilization when conditions are just right, but who will devolve to our baser nature the moment those conditions change. But in any generation of us, there are some hopeful standouts. There are always individuals, many of them, who operate from a moral, ethical, and courageous center, and some of them are leaders. But those leaders always have an uphill struggle, trying to lift the rest of us to heights to which we claim to aspire, while their counterparts, the strongmen, the hoarders of power and wealth at any cost, are determined to drag us back down to a level where we are of more use to them. Meanwhile, the rest of us are just trying to get by— in conditions over which we may have very little direct control. Given the high stakes, our survival, our well-being, our desperate hope that our children will have a chance at a decent life, is it any wonder that we're vulnerable to regression when we're good and scared? The 14th century in Europe was another plague-ridden, existentially fraught era. 
Maybe the only difference between people now and people then amounts to smartphones and air conditioning. Or maybe my view is too narrow, too short. Look at any of those cool graphics that portray the Earth's entire history on a timeline. Modern humans have only been around for the dot of ink at the very end. We are a busy bunch, but we haven't been in the business of conscious awareness for very long. My point is, it's not for me to know if we're getting anywhere as a species or not. I'm a thread in the tapestry of life. I'm not the weaver. So maybe I should stop wasting my time and energy trying to figure out a pattern I'm not equipped to see. Maybe I'm better off letting go and trusting that there is a pattern. Or there's not. Either way, I've got one thread to contribute, and I might as well make it shine while I can. Back to the 14th century. Europe had barely recovered from one natural disaster, the Great Famine, when the Black Plague, or the Great Pestilence, killed between 30 to 50 percent of its entire population within a period of six years. At the same time, the Hundred Years' War over the succession to the French throne was just getting going. Tough times. But surely, there were those who not only survived in those harrowing years, but who managed to flourish. In every dark period of human history, there have still been bright spots. Most of our tenure on the planet, at least since we organized into cities and states, has been marked by injustice, brutality, and plenty of trouble. Of course, recorded history has a strong negative bias. It tends to record the wars and disasters rather than the successful harvests and harmonious communities. But if history is what we have to go on, then it seems our happiness has more often existed in spite of our conditions than because of them. And when I say happiness... I mean something more substantial than the fleeting rush of an upcoming occasion or a fun trip or a new car. I'm referring to a mindset, a general appreciative zest for life that isn't wholly dependent on its changing conditions. Naturally, nobody is happy all of the time. Anyone who is doesn't have all their oars in the water. But I'm sure you know people whose resilient, sunny outlook operates as their baseline, even as they weather life storms, even if their current situation involves physical or emotional suffering. They don't deny the bad stuff. They go ahead and feel the pain. But they don't make the mistake of identifying with it. They're willing to move on. And they're the folks whose presence, in good times or bad, is life-affirming. The people whom it feels good to be around. I used to think such people were just lucky, born optimists. My personality tended toward the ruminative, the melancholic, and I figured that was just me and there wasn't much I could do about it. Over the years, amidst many stumbles and setbacks, I've come to believe that our personalities are something we're responsible for. Nature and nurture gift us with certain tendencies, but how we cultivate them is largely up to us. Now, especially now, when things are so dire for so many people, when the future feels so uncertain, I believe that happiness is not only a choice, it's a skill. And it's important. It isn't about hiding from reality. Living in denial of the hard, scary, grievous parts of life may allow us to keep up a cheery front, but it's a fragile mask. Sooner or later, it only contributes to the helplessness, the sense of victimization and chronic anger that bedevils so many of us these days. None of us are off the hook. We're called on to do what we can to set things right. Of course, it won't be enough. Very few of us have the power to effect sweeping change. 
that's okay. It has to be, because that's the way it is. We don't make the world any better by endlessly wringing our hands. We sure don't improve it by bringing other people down. Our single thread in life's tapestry might, when it shines, be the light that gives somebody else hope. Who knows? It feels a lot better, and it's worth a try. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. New episodes release every Wednesday, so please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'll leave a positive review or star rating, that helps our show build its audience. To find out more about me or to check out my blog, go to janmflynn.net. And until next time, may all your thoughts be good ones.